Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Eye on Foxborough podcast. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. We're currently sitting in a rental car in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, outside of our hotel. Because uh, it's 11 p.m. local time. Didn't want to do the pod in one of our rooms to be really annoying to our neighbors. And uh, apparently the conference rooms here are 300 bucks an hour. So yeah, what's up with that? So yeah, you're you're getting uh, you're getting this right from the rental car. But Mark, what's on the ground? Yeah, what what the heck did we just watch? We saw the worst loss in. I want to say. One of the worst losses in Bill Belichick's coaching career. It was, statistically speaking, the biggest blowout loss that Bill Belichick has ever had since he's been in New England. Patriots lost 38-3 to to the Dallas Cowboys. They were really never in this. They started off slow like they have really all season, and it somehow got worse, Chris. We saw one of the worst performances from a Bill Belichick team ever. And we saw Mac Jones worst game as a pro in in the NFL. So bad. What we saw was bad. Yeah. Mac really never gave him a chance today. It just was ugly from the start. Um, Where, where do they go from here? You have to hope and sort of pray that with, with the schedule, the way it is coming up, you can sort of rally off a couple wins here. So now you've got the Saints next week. Saints are two and two, and you have the Raiders who are also struggling at one and three. Those are winnable games, technically, statistically. You know, they they might be winnable games, but there are some issues here, Chris. Where do they go from here? Honestly, I think they're going towards a, a losing season. And um, the reason isn't even just just Mac Jones. It isn't even just the Patriots' offense. We're going to dive into this. Patriots lost Matthew Judon today. Their their best player. Um, source told me he suffered a lower bicep tendon tear, having an MRI on Monday to, for to, for the team to sort of 
determined a timetable here, but months. And that's probably the best case scenario. They also lost Christian Gonzalez to a shoulder injury and they're without, I'd say they're a top four cornerback. So Patriots defense, which is the strong part of your team has just lost its best player, Matthew Judon. Your offense is coming off its worst performance and your quarterback is coming off his worst game. Things are, things are bad, but you have some, you know, a winnable game next weekend. Yeah. So Bill Belichick, uh, sat Mac Jones down with about 19 minutes left in the game, a little less, put Bailey Zappi in, was asked afterwards about making that decision and would not say that he benched him, just kept saying that there was no point for him to be in the game at that point. I mean, on the flip side, you still had Matthew Judon, who's the best player in your team in the game defensively, and Bill said, I mean, someone's got to play. So not a ton of consistency there, but it does sound like this is still Mac Jones' gig moving forward. That does make a lot of sense considering that uh, just over a month ago, they cut Bailey Zappi. So it's not like he was exactly like nipping at Max heels uh, at the end of camp uh, where Patriots were very much ready to move on without Zappi. He eventually signed back to the practice squad, back to the 53 eventually. But they were they were ready for life without Bailey. So I don't I don't really see this boiling into a quarterback controversy. But Jones, like he, he just can't have more games like today's because it was horrendous. The truth is time's running out um, for Mac Jones. He's in the third year of his NFL career. He came off a really poor 2022, and we gave him an excuse. It was Matt Patricia. It was was Joe Judge. It wasn't Mac, right? It was that. It was the weapons. It was this. It was that. Now, I have some excuses here. We can also get into that. But the the truth is Mac needs to be much, much better. He didn't look like a starting caliber quarterback in Dallas, and and that's that's a big problem because I would say through the first three weeks – Mac actually showed improvement. I mean, he he went into this game, Chris, ranked seventh in the NFL in pass, no, ninth in the NFL in passing yards and tied for seventh in passing touchdowns. Like his numbers weren't bad. Just the problem was the Patriots were losing and they're not scoring over 20 points. So I, I, I didn't think going into this game, Mac was the problem. This is the first game I've really seen from him where I said, uh, your your quarterback's the problem. Yeah. I mean, today was just horrendous, but the, the thing I'd push back on was some of the stats early is just that they were playing from behind in the first two games and kind of had to throw and that's going to inflate those things and that happened again today where this is the third time in four games they've fallen behind by two touchdowns or more in the first half and that's just shooting yourself in the foot but I do agree that you know time time is ticking here and he has had a million excuses but ultimately at some point you just got to do it right and you know he got his real a real offensive coordinator back this year I mean, the weapons are supposedly upgraded, but they're still they're not. They're still seriously lacking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you make of Juju Smith-Schuster's start here? It's horrible. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was targeted five times. He caught one pass for for fourteen yards. Juju Smith-Schuster has a eleven catches, Chris, for eighty yards this season. The problem is that Jacoby Myers bettered that yardage mark in week one with his in his Raiders debut. Juju Smith-Schuster was here to be the Patriots leading receiver. He was here to replace Jacoby Myers, who led the Patriots in receiving yards the past three years, and he hasn't. Juju doesn't look like someone who should be starting on the Patriots. Frankly, he doesn't look better than Demario Douglas. The Patriots have some massive, massive problems, Chris. And I, I've got to be honest, I'm, I want to play the blame game here for a sec. Um, Max Jones doesn't look like a starting caliber quarterback at times, and I think that was evident today. However, I would argue the way Bill Belichick has built this offense has led Mac to fail. My reasoning behind this is 
Bill built this 2023 Patriots team like they're playing in the year 2001. They're defensive heavy. But when it came to surrounding his quarterback with an offensive line and and better receivers, I, I just think ultimately he failed. You don't have a Pro Bowl player or a Pro Bowl pass catcher on offense. Your offensive line is a mess for the second year in a row. And at the end of the day, you have an average quarterback who needs people around him to lift him up. You don't have an elite quarterback who can lift average players up like you did with Tom Brady. It's like Bill is still living in the past when, hey, I had Tom and we can have these, you know, mediocre guys. But, oh, by the way, the last time you won a Super Bowl, Bill, Tom Brady was throwing Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski. You don't have anyone close to that. They they did not surround Mac with the right players, in my opinion. Now, if Mac is going to be their guy like going forward, whether it be, you know, next year or the year after, say they, they do that fifth-year option with him, they need better weapons. I mean, I think the only way you win with Mac Jones in the NFL is if you have elite talent around him. You don't have an elite offensive line. You don't have an average offensive line. You don't have elite weapons. And, and I think that's really the crux of all of this. For me, it's it's on Bill and sort of his roster building. That's where I take him the task. And even beyond that, I think you need to do more to get the ball into the hands of your best offensive players. So between Mac and Bailey, they threw 30 passes in this game. Kendrick Bourne, three targets, two receptions. Pop Douglas, three targets, two receptions. You got to find a way to get the ball into their hands some more because they're looking like the only two explosive players on the offense right now. Well, repeat that. Your only explosive players on offense are a six-round pick by the name of Pop Douglas and, and Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick's a nice player. And frankly, Kendrick would be great if, if he was your two or your three and you had an elite guy with him. I mean, hell, if you have like a, I don't know, you, you can say whatever you want. You an A.J. Brown, a Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Justin Jefferson, and then you have, you know, Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne, man, you're flying. They don't they don't have that. And, and I think to make it worse, like they had a chance for DeAndre Hopkins this summer. Now, DeAndre Hopkins isn't the DeAndre Hopkins of old, but he'd be a massive upgrade on what you have right now. And, and they sort of lowballed him in, in guaranteed money. And I just again, I go back to I don't I don't really know what their plan was on offense other than, hey, we hired Bill O'Brien and it's going to fix everything. Because guess what, Chris? It has not. Yeah. Last time Bill O'Brien was here. The uh the offensive personnel was significantly better, but uh, how's this for a stat for you from today? The only player on the Patriots offense that finished with more catches than uh Cowboys cornerback Deron Bland was Hunter Henry today. That's real. Yeah, that's how bad it was. Mac Mac looked, he just he looked really rattled and. You know, where, where do you want to blame it? Mac, Mac's coming off probably a tough week, right? He was sort of a punching bag on social media because of his love tap to Sauce Gardner. I kept saying, no, maybe, maybe Mac will respond and, you know, he'll let his play do the talking. But but the opposite happened, Chris. Yeah. And you look at the injuries that have happened on defense. I, I don't know if there is a, a quick fix here other than, you know, maybe they can catch some breaks with some bad teams. But it'll be interesting to me to see where this team goes from here because a loss like this can certainly snowball. Now, I've seen a loss like this revitalize a team. I mean, it happened in 2014. The Patriots got blown out in Kansas City, you know, and they come back and they win the Super Bowl. But again, you had Tom Brady. Like, I think what we're experiencing right now with the Patriots is probably what the Bills experienced all past when they they lost uh, Jim Kelly to retirement. And maybe when the Miami Dolphins, you know, lost Dan Marino, we just you find out how hard it is to find that guy, that quarterback. You know, we're in year three, Mac Jones. He certainly doesn't look like an elite player. 
And I'm just not entirely sure that if Bill has what it takes to get this team sort of back to that championship status, I, you know, mm. I guess what I'm saying, Chris, if, if you're Robert Kraft and this is the way it's trending, do you just do you try to convince Bill to retire? Do you let him go? Do you hit a restart here? You know what? What's what's the play for the Patriots franchise? And, and again, we're, we're in week four. Things can change, but it just I don't I don't feel great about this situation. Yeah, I think retirement, like pushing that way is probably what Kraft would do if he wanted to make that move where he's talked tough at the owners meetings two years in a row about not having a playoff win and really kind of pushing Bill's buttons with that stuff. But he walked that back twice in like the two times he's spoken since then doing the, well, the division's really tough this year and I don't know. And it's like, okay, I mean, the Cowboys aren't the division. They just absolutely throttled you. Um. So I, I ultimately, I, I don't think Robert will fire him, but I, I don't think Bill like wants, I don't think Bill wants to stink, you know, so maybe he will retire if it keeps going down this path. But I mean, right now it's the product is brutal. The product's brutal. And, and part of the issue too, on offense is, is really been the run game. And we, we've talked, we talked about this, this, that this week, but Patriots go into this game against a Dallas team that allowed 222 rushing yards over seven yards of carry and a loss to Arizona last week, Patriots ran for 53 total yards and averages 2.3 yards per carry. Chris, they can't run the ball up the middle. It has been a problem all season, all four games. You know, and for a team that has often, I'd say, developed offensive linemen really without a problem, they have a problem. I mean, interior-wise, like, they're they're not playing well. And sure, Michael Owenu has been hurt and, and Cole Strange didn't play. But you know what? You drafted three guards between round four and five. You know, you drafted also drafted Cole Strange in the first round. And he just he hasn't played well no. this season. And Michael Owenu was not good uh, against the Cowboys. He had three penalties. One was horrible. It was a false start on the 10-yard line. Patriots get moved back to the five. And then Mac Jones gets strip sacked. Uh, it's, you know, I, I look at what's going on. Like, they're, okay, here, here are the issues of the Patriots, everyone. They can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. They can't run block. They can't pass block. So just really offensively, it's just been, I don't know what, what the kids would say these days, just like a total fail, you know? And, and I, I don't, don't think the kids are saying that these days. Not, I think that's probably that, like 10 that, years ago. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what the, what the, what no, what people are saying now is it was he is him, but the Patriots don't have anyone on there, offense who is him. There's no him. No, there's no him. Um, And they tried to run the ball in this game too, where Ramondre Stevenson got 14 carries and picked up 30 yards on the ground. And he hasn't been able to run it all this year where, you know, I don't think this is a Space Jam situation where some aliens like just stole his powers and he's mortal now. I, I just think they can't block it. And again, that's not something that there's like an easy fix. When Bill was talking about defensive line depth last week and someone asked him, uh, you know, are you going to try and sign someone? He said, like, I don't, I don't think there are a lot of Hall of Fame defensive linemen just walking around on the street without a team right now. Same goes for offensive linemen. There's no one that you're just going to be like, oh, he's going to come in and then everything's going to work better. And it's just not going to happen. So what can they do? Well, they have to get healthy and stay healthy. And, and right now that's that's been a big issue. Um, so yeah, they did the opposite of that today. They did the opposite when they lost Christian Gonzalez to a shoulder injury and then Matthew Judon, who will probably be out for months with um, a bicep tendon injury. So who who returns, Chris, right? Tyquan Thornton can come back, could add some speed to the offense. John Jones at some point could come back. I mean, he, he's been practicing limited basis. Jack Jones is on the IR. He could come back at some point. Riley Reef could also technically come back. He's been on the IR with a knee injury. 
So yeah, so so sure, you could get healthy, you get some players back. Is is it really going to make a big difference if you get Tyquan Thornton, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Riley Reef back? I don't know. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really think so. And I don't think that Reef is going to be any sort of offensive line savior because this summer in camp, he had actually gotten passed on the depth chart by Connor McDermott, who they ended up cutting at the end of camp. So I think that kind of speaks to where he was at at that point. And also he'd played tackle his entire career, and they just decided now in year 14 to kick him into guard where things weren't going well there. So I don't think that he's magically going to fix the offensive line either. And then then you could say, oh, they, they could trade for someone at the deadline, right? I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time the Patriots traded for an impact player at the deadline. It was probably a keep to leave circa 2012. It just it doesn't happen a lot. The Patriots occasionally make deals. You know, Mohamed Sanu was one they really thought would help him, and it just blew up. You know, a second round pick for a guy who didn't play that well. I mean, you're going to go out and trade for someone. I mean, I, I would argue it should be a tackle. I, I think in the trenches is where you need to be better. I know people would say receiver, and, and although I'm hammering home, they need a Pro Bowl player. Those guys don't grow on trees. Yeah. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals aren't going to trade T. Higgins, who is hurt, by the way. You you can look at other teams like Mike Evans, you know, but, like, are the Bucks really going to trade Mike Evans right now? And how much does a Mike Evans even – really help help you when you can't pass block so right where do the Patriots go from here well you hope they get healthy you hope they stay healthy and you hope Mac Jones suddenly becomes a better player and I, I think we kind of just made the case against adding at the trade deadline where they're not a piece away on offense it's no. not like one they really need this one thing it's just a mess across the board right now there was a name out there his name is Lyle Collins and that would make fans real excited he, he's he's coming off an injury. He got released, you know, by I believe it was with the Bengals, who you know could probably use some help on the offensive line. There's no easy fix here, people. Um, you know, the easiest thing to do would be to draft well, and the Patriots need to draft better. You know, their their draft class in 2022 looks really just full of a bunch of stinkers, other than your all pro punt returner Marcus Jones, who's hurt. And and then you have, you know, this year's class that, you know, I think Christian Gonzalez looks like a, a great pick and Pop Douglas is, you know, is popping. You know, the other guys, Ken White and Marte Mapu, it's, it's a little early. I think Ken White has shown some flashes. Mapu, I just think, is raw and he hasn't popped as much for me when the season started. So, yeah, I mean, he's a third round pick out of Sacramento State, yeah. right? At, at the end of the day, the Patriots have a middling roster with a middling quarterback. They lack elite talent, and their best player is now hurt probably for months in Matthew Judon. I, I do not think the arrow is pointing up. Yeah, and I do think the 22, 2022 draft class is hurting them right now where there are only two of those guys active today, and it was Bailey Zappi who ended up playing and Sam Roberts. Those aren't the impact pieces that you need to be like making that second year leap and really contributing now. And now the Patriots have a lot of cap space next year. So you, you could say, oh, Mark, they can go off and they can sign some players. Yeah, sure. But also look at some of their free agents. Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, two of your best offensive players. Uh, Michael Wenu and Trent Brown, two your two best offensive linemen. On defense, it's Josh Uche, who, by the way, you're probably going to need because Matthew Judon is going to be coming back from an injury and he'll be 32. Kyle Duggar, who's one of your best defensive players you have a lot of young pieces who need new contracts and historically the patriots have not signed these guys right they say oh we'll replace them in a draft well guess what you don't have tom brady at some point you need to bring back and retain your core young good players so if the patriots lose a, bu a bunch of these players it's going to create more holes for a team that's already filled with holes so i don't know if there's a really easy fix here i mean i guess people could argue you know go and sign 
Kirk Cousins or bring in Ryan Tannehill, right, to, to to compete with Mac Jones. I I don't I don't know if there's a really easy fix other than other than Chris. What if they lose and they get a top ten pick, top five pick? That's the way to get talent in the NFL is to get a high draft pick. Maybe they can get a high, a young quarterback. But it's you such have a, an inexact science, though, as you yes. just learned from your quarterback draft. Where if you go back through, it's like. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he's he's on the right path and looks like the best of that bunch. But then you have Zach Wilson at two, Trey Lance at three, Justin Fields at 11, and Mac at 15. Where people love to bang the drum to tank, it's such an inexact science, and there's no guarantee. There's there's no guarantee, and it's the problem with NFL roster building. It's it's really hard. But I think I think there's something a lot of these teams have in common that that are always competing for Super Bowls. So they have elite quarterbacks, and and you don't. And the question is, can you build a Super Bowl caliber team without an elite quarterback? In today's NFL, Chris, I'm I'm not sure you can. Nope, I I don't think you can either. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this pod. A little bit of a downer for your Monday, but hey, got to speak the truth as it comes, right? So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>